0: hey midnight founder fans we got some great news for you the e-competition sponsored by rev road is now not just once a year but it's twice a year and this is where you as a founder can
1: come and pitch your business to a fantastic panel of judges and win prize money central bank's excited to sponsor it we'll be giving away ten thousand dollars to the top winner and fourteen thousand five hundred for all the winners and i would love to hand you the check for ten thousand dollars but you got to get your application in
0: so come join us at the RevRoad e-competition and get your applications into ecomp.revroad.com by March 11th at midnight. We'll watch for those to come. Welcome to another episode here at the Midnight Founders Podcast. We're so excited to be
1: with you today. This is AJ Rounds from RevRoad and Jake McCarg from CB Vault. Here at the Midnight Founders Podcast, we focus on telling behind the scenes stories for what makes a successful entrepreneur. We're excited for another week. Here we go. We're super
0: excited this week at the Midnight Founders podcast, Jake McCarg from CB Vault and I here to be with Kenny Scott from Paramify. Hey, guys. Hashtag get Paramified, right? It's Paramify, (laughs) baby. Oh, Kenny, this is great. We're super excited to have you in the studio. Thanks for coming.
2: Super excited to be here, Jake, AJ. Awesome! This is Love awesome. it. Let's do this. Awesome. What and you want to talk about? We've
0: got our Mountain Dew Zero here on the table. That's next right, to, next to us. So I've
2: al- I'm always packing. <laughs> if we I'm always packing. thirsty, Kenny
0: got us. He's got us covered. So. Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> Practically showering this stuff. <laughs> so that's why. Love it. I have such a positive attitude. That's my secret.
1: You're always psyched for the next <laughs> thing, right? I never knew what to blame mine on, but mine is also Mountain Dew Zero. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> Let's and go. and uh, Jake's is even leaded. It's not even. Uh, Zero sugar, right? No, it is.
2: No, no, Same,
1: no. same drink. Oh, there we go. Zero, zero sugar. It's healthy. See that zero. It's good for you, actually.
2: Okay. It
1: makes
0: your, <laughs> makes your body be better, has,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah, it has like bro vitamins in it or something.
0: <laughs> okay. It's good. I love it. Well, um, we don't have a sponsor as Mountain Dew, but we would be open to that. So there we go, right? Cool. Want to
2: get into compliance, Mountain Dew? Let's do it. <laughs> there we go.
0: Kenny is um, uh, leading, he's CEO of a company called Paramify, as we mentioned before, and doing a fantastic job. It's a startup, but it's getting into scaling mode and growth mode. Um, he is uh, also a RevRed portfolio company, so we're super excited to have you in the studio for that reason too. So Kenny, tell us, give us the 30-second uh, elevator pitch on what Paramify is and what you're trying to accomplish.
2: Yeah, 30 seconds, okay. So at Paramify... We make it really easy for companies to build their security program and keep it up to date. And additionally, we make that process of meeting certain compliance standards. Like, we just simplify that process. And we do that through automating the most tedious and awful documentation tasks. Um, And so the effect is that uh, our customers, the ones that we interact with, they're able to do more of what they're really good at, and that's building awesome security capabilities. So the product's really easy to use. Um, it grows with your company. We keep your information super secure. Um, so when you're when everything's organized on Paramify, um, our customers feel you know comf- comfortable, and if they feel comfortable, their auditors feel comfortable, and if auditors feel comfortable, customers do. Right, and so they love it, and they can face those audits with alacrity, and it's going really well. I'm super proud of the team, and it's just just a dream come true. Very cool. Very
0: cool. One of the things that um, Kenny often describes Pramify as helping with is FedRAMP, one of the um, you know compliance uh, uh, programs that you help. um, Yeah you know, make more efficient is like a 900 page document. That's right. You have to literally like dot, you know, <laughs> cross every T and dot every I and mark every box to, to have, make right. that functional. So you're, you're helping that process and making it much more easy and, yeah. and efficient, right?
2: We take all that overwhelm out of actually what, do, how do I do that? And, and th- those things need to be complete and accurate. And so we know the various different spots, you know, we have grandma's cookbook of how to how to build security programs. And, you know, it's getting better and better as uh, we're learning from the community. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Anyway. So, Kenny, Pretty this boring. is awesome. Very niche space, right? Yeah, it sucks. How did you... You're <laughs> saying it sucks. Why, why, <laughs> this is what he told me earlier. Why does it suck? Kenny, tell us why this space sucks. <laughs> you're going to just dive in, there aren't was, you?
2: Yeah. Well, there was no one in my whole career that was like, hey, Kenny, uh, how do I get your job? Never... <laughs> Never. Kenny told me
1: like in like <gasps> two minutes what he does. And I left the conversation more confused. It was like an industry I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's
2: so bad, man. And so it's all the people
0: <laughs> in the very back office you never talk to or think about, right? Yeah.
2: No, like I'm like, Hey, like seeing people at lunch and they're like, Oh, it's like, that guy.
0: <laughs> so compliance. How did you get into this, Kenny? This is fascinating.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. I had really no idea what I was going to do, you know, coming out. I was at I was at BYU, um, pretty immature kid. I'm still pretty immature. Um, by, by the I, way, I got
0: to say this about Kenny. He is an amazing guitar player. So there was probably a little, uh, a <laughs> couple diversions there in some guitar bands and some rock bands. Absolutely.
2: Like, I'm like, should I study for this or should <laughs> I play some guitar? So, you know, I just got into it right there away. There go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I took a job, and look, um, I think really what happened is I feel like I was just an atypical fit, because there is a lot of really, there are really a ton of smart, amazing professionals um, that I got to work with, and I'll tell you how I actually ended up loving the career, you know, um, a lot. Um so I took a job at a, a consulting company, uh, PwC, really uh, premier um, brand, and uh, really a ton of smart people. And um, is that we, here locally? No, or? no, no, no. I was in the Bay Area, Bay Area. so yeah. Uh, Price Waterhouse you, Coopers. What did is, you
1: graduate in?
2: Uh, I did information systems. Okay, okay, sorry. At BYU, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that I was planning on doing finance or something. I took a programming class, and I was like, oh, I really like this, and so. I kind of did it, but I, I was going to graduate and I was already having babies and I'm like, I got to feed these kids. And so I went, I got to go get a real job, whatever that means. And so, so
1: PWC was your first job out of school. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh
2: man. And it it's was great so job. hard because everybody is a great job. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a great job. And, um, the thing is, is, uh, I was just like a really bad fit because I'm all unfiltered all the time. <laughs> and I say what I think. and Wait, what? You know, <laughs> yeah. I do whatever I, you know. And um, it took me a while to really understand, like, you know, how, how to do this right. But they gave me a lot of good training. And I had a, a coach that was like brutal with me. Right? that would say like, Kenny, you're a nice guy. But I feel like when you talk, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'd be like, I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, you figured me out. Guilty. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And so, so harsh
0: feedback from the get-go. Yeah,
2: go. yeah. And so there's a lot of good training there, but you know, um, uh, I I didn't think that I was in the right spot for me. I was like, ah, this can't be what I do, right? I'm doing the the uh, IT audit and compliance and security audits, and I I liked some of the things about it, but. You know, the documentation and all that stuff was just, oh, man, so hard. And um, uh, let's see.
0: Meaning it was, like, tedious or it was, like, you didn't like the 9 to 5 or the corporate feel or what what was... it
2: it's just, just like, it's just hard for me, man. And it's it's hard for a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a really intellectually grueling thing to do. Yeah. You know? So um, I thought that, you know, I, I had a friend and we started another startup um, and I thought I was going to be like a billionaire. Um, I was super excited about it, but... The next the, Elon Musk, yeah, right? yeah, the problem there was um, the customers or the people that were going to be using it um, actually weren't going to pay us any money. <laughs> so it was like, it was like Priceline for local merchants and local merchants didn't want to compete on price, right? So kind of DOA, right? But but um, uh, it was really cool. I, I, I met a lot of cool people, and I got a lot of great experience. Was that you while know, you were at Pricewaterhouse? Yeah. Okay. So I did enough officially, sorry, like I did enough officially not to get fired while I was doing my other thing. But then, um, you know, after I kind of said, oh, this is not going to work, um, I did start to focus on, you know, work. And uh, that that pit in my stomach that I would have on Sunday nights, like oh, I gotta go to work the next day, and just kind of talking to my my spouse wife about that, kind of she would say like okay well what do you not like about it I'm like actually that's a pretty good question everything. <laughs> And it wasn't, right? But it did make me focus on what don't I like? And so I focused on those things. um, And I had read like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, like, you know, your sphere of influence increases, you know, as you focus on solving the problems that are in your sphere of influence. And all of a sudden, like two years into it or three years into my career, I actually started to love compliance. I started to love InfoSec. And I started to love you know how can how can we make this better? And my my bosses liked it too because I would focus on something that this is really hard for me, and can we make this better? And I stopped focusing on hey, what role am I supposed to do? What am I? How am I supposed to dress? What am I supposed to do? But I focused solely on the things that made me ticked off, right? You know, and how do we resolve those? So I had a great career. I worked at awesome companies. You know, as a consultant at PwC, I worked at. Uh, JP Morgan Chase. I worked at Gap. I worked at Google for a really long time, um, and uh, I had a great experience. And then worked at American Express doing InfoSec audits. And then, uh, and then I got recruited to Adobe, and that was really great. I had a fantastic boss there, Abhi Pandit. He's at Splunk now, and uh, he he was really great. And we built an awesome team, and we did some really cool. Um, uh, Groundbreaking things for the compliance industry, and um, and uh, it was it was good, and um, I think at at some point um, I needed to just kind of take a break from it, so I took a break for a little while. I I I started I was started uh, investing, you know, and took a little bit of money from family, and uh, I thought I was really good at that, <laughs> but it was just just kind of a lucky idiot. and <laughs> <laughs> So I always knew that, but, you know. Um,
0: what did you guys invest in?
2: Oh, I just did, you know, just public stocks, right? You know, and so I read every single Warren Buffett letter, you know, starting, I don't know, about a decade ago. I got really into, like, every investing book because I wanted to be independent, right? And, uh, and I read everything, and I thought I knew what I was talking about, but we did pretty good. You know, I did pretty well, I think, for myself. And um, I had enough money where I could just kind of take a break and, you know, pause. And um, I guess we can get back into, like, what are... That's kind of my background, really long. I'm um, yeah. sorry for everybody listening. So then where did
0: ramify? <laughs> so you were investing, you, take, you took a break from the corporate world, which, by the way, those are all household names, right? Everyone knows those companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great career, like you said. And then you thought... I'm going to change this industry forever and uh, build Pramify or something. No, right?
2: yeah. I did try to start, like, I'm like, hey, we can build, like, a little uh, GRC, governance, risk, and compliance tool. Um, we'll do it, you know, there, there's a bunch of them. And I'm like, we could build a really cool one based on how we do it. And um, uh, the people that were like, yeah, let's do it, and we met a few times, and they're like, you know what, I'll, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So that, that was, like, right off the bat, you know. Um, <laughs> And uh, I was just gonna just trade stocks and stuff, like. And my wife was like, oh, "What are you gonna do? Because I'm just like down in the basement, like trading." I'm like, "Honey, like really good or really bad, depending on the day."
0: Knowing um, your personality, though, do you yeah. look back and think, "Oh, what was I thinking about that? That you'd you'd go crazy. You're such a people person."
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I did do lunches because I am a people person, and I had a friend that, um, our colleague that worked with me that said, hey, uh, would you like to you know, do your consulting thing? You want to do FedRAMP for us? And I'm like, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't really want to because I knew, because I've been through it, right? And I'm like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. What yeah. is FedRAMP? Yeah, so. To yeah, help the listeners yeah, understand. Yeah, so, guys, uh, FedRAMP is if if a company wants to do business with a, you know, a government entity like a, a government agency, either .dot mil or gov, um, they need, and it's a cloud service. Um, that cloud service needs to be FedRAMP compliant, right? And uh, is a very difficult um, thing to do for most for most companies. Right? So it's and a certification, it's yeah, it's a certification to and, bid
0: jobs for the government. Yeah, cool. And
2: they, they, it, it, companies allocate a lot of budget to it because it's a really important thing. You know that. That data be secure, but it's just so hard to do and it's overwhelming. And so I didn't really want to do it, but uh, it, it turned out that, yeah, we later on I connected again and he said, just give me a rate. And I'm like, okay, here's my rate. And he's like, done. And I'm like, I mean, here's my rate. <laughs> it it was wasn't <laughs> high enough the first time. That was yeah. the Black Friday rate. Let me give you the real rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we ended up kind of working together and um, I, I, um, started kind of building, I started kind of building how I would automate certain things, and uh, what they wanted was the deliverables, right, and um, so I just did it, this is how I would do it, based on all my background, you know, doing it, and what I'd seen success with, and it wasn't super, uh, I wasn't super proud of, like, the presentation of how it went, but the prototype worked really well for engagements, and then we did more, and then I did a with different use cases, with different companies, with like SOC two and uh, at um, uh, different all sorts of different companies, and it and was just SOC two just, is another compliance. Has uh-huh, another right? compliance thing, mm-hmm. ISO twenty seven thousand one, and uh, where a lot of uh, businesses were focusing like on um, you know re- things that were really hard for me to do that would require a big dev team. I was just doing what I was good at, right, and that was like how do you organize the security program, right, and just make it really approachable and easy yeah Mm -hmm. and so it was successful we tried to um at that point we uh um I I started getting excited when I was having this success with people you know finding me on Facebook hey I heard you do sock too and I'm like uh yeah I'll just take you to lunch sometime and see if you want to do what we're going to do but um we uh let's see um I I tried to get people to join me to build some software and they're like what do you even want to do and kind of getting my brain into software was really challenging because you and weren't a design, technologist right i i was i was definitely the, you know i uh, had all of the the knowledge right and the domain expertise but i wasn't like a good programmer or anything like that and i and also not really a designer right and so what do you have to do you have to try your best and get get, get a figma license or I think it was Adobe XD my first one that I did and uh, it was uh, horribly bad but you know I could people could start to see where I was going and then did Figma and um, uh, tried to get people to, to join me and everybody was just like not interested and um, I tried uh, again to uh, I was like okay I'm just gonna go and find someone on uh, that that's at byu because that's where i went and i'm like i wonder if my login will work you know to get into like a byu and see if there's like a dev club there's probably a dev club in slack and you know what hey there was a dev club in slack and i found a kid that was like um uh uh just so ambitious and he had you know Done a bunch of he had his own website and he was recruiting other computer science kids to like do jobs for him and and so I was like, Man, you have heart. You know, you remember when Loki does that to Hawkeye in uh uh Avengers? He goes, You have heart and he taps it like Yeah. And so, you know, right. I said, Yo, Jacob, do you wanna be super rich? I have a cool idea. And I tapped him. <laughs> he was like, he was like I'm down. yes, I'm in. Yeah. And he was down in and he, you know, it, it was great. It, we were we were doing really well, um, making a ton of progress, and I was so happy. It was just talking to Angie about how finally we're really starting to make progress on this SAS. Angie is your yeah, wife. It's right? my wife, and we were just so happy. And um, that 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 was a Friday, right? I was so pumped. And uh, the next day, on a Saturday, um, uh, I get I get a call from somebody, you know, telling me that you know. That my my friend Jacob had died, he'd passed away, oh. and uh, it was it was absolutely terrible, right? Um, what he happened? Was a, just a really good kid. It was a, it was a terrible accident mm. at uh, uh, Topaz Mountain in uh, Utah. Uh, just a, a boulder mm. just kind of cr- crushed him, mm. you know. And uh, just a wonderful person, and uh, it was just. Uh, one of the most tragic things besides, like, losing my mom, right, that that I've ever experienced, and um, uh, he was really excited, and that was really hard because um, there had been so many things. I mean, you talk about, like, oh, it's so easy to start coming. I'll just start it, but just so many hard days, you know, just being alone. You're totally alone. No one one really understands you. Um, My wife needs me to feed the kids, right? I need to be able to you know, you know, help, right? And it's just, it's just, there's so much struggle, and so. So
0: it kind of took the wind out of your sails when yeah, that happened.
2: Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah. How well, long ago was this? This was uh, October of uh, 2021,
0: 2021.
2: I bet. One. 2022,
0: you're already with Rev Road. Yeah. That's right,
2: 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So not not too long ago. Um, Anyways, we decided uh, – I decided that I would go back, you know, and see if I could find someone else. Like, it's pretty hard. But one one guy came back and – or I got a text from someone saying, hey, I heard you have a pretty cool business plan. And um, my brother said that you weren't going to have any success with any of the students that you were interviewing. <laughs> but he's like, but I've been um, – well, it, he just said they, they they wouldn't be able to do what you're asking them to do, right? It's just gonna be a frustrating experience because right? they just don't have the experience yet. And uh, anyway, like <laughs> um, someone reached out to me, a guy that was at Qualtrics, and uh, he said, "Hey, um, I'd be interested in just hearing your idea. Maybe I can you know do something on the side with you. I have other friends too. I know this guy. His, his name is Tyler Stevens, and and." He's he's really something else. He's really great, and you got to show him, right? And so, anyways, I pitched them, and everybody was like excited, and then, uh, and then I was pretty used to it. Two of them bowed out right away <laughs> after they said yeah, and then Tyler was like, oh, I guess I guess I'll do it. He's like, but Tyler was like, this seems like a really boring business. <laughs> he's like, I am in, <laughs> right? Because Tyler was at Rev Road. And he was taking companies zero to one, zero to one, for almost like you know a little over five years. Right. Shout out to Tyler Stevens. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh my gosh. He's so awesome. Love him. I love love Tyler. Man, great friend and awesome. So, anyways, we we pushed through and we just uh, went cash flow positive, you know, in January, right. and so we bootstrapped it, you know, with Rev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I left out the cool part. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry. The reason we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Tyler uh, said. Also, you should apply to Rev. Road. And I was like, You think they'll want us? He's like, I think they might. I think they might like it. <laughs> Probably
0: like, I know a guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. He knew, he knew a couple guys at that yeah. point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I totally skipped over the coolest part, yeah. But like, um, we came with RevRoad, right? And and it's been awesome working with you guys, man. Just so cool. Uh, these are just capabilities I don't have, right? I know compliance, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you you brought, so Tyler's your co-founder. Right. Can you talk about the importance of, and you kind of alluded to it with your relationship with Rev Road, but what's the importance of bringing on a, a co-founder, and how has that made your experience as a founder different?
2: Oh my gosh! Like I said, you're alone, right? Being being a CEO and a, a founder, you're alone, and so uh, the the problem we're trying to solve, you can't be alone. Right? I'm not talking about some like. You know, I'm going to be like an influencer and I'm just going to have this, you know, SaaS revenue that comes to me and, you know, I'm just on social media and everything. You know, you, there's just, even if you could, even if you could do everything, even if you were smart and capable, you just wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good use of your time to do everything, right? You can have anything you want, but you can't have everything you want. And so you need help, right? Um, you need help and you need people who are credible in the different areas, right? Uh, marketing and, and sales and dev. And yes, as a CEO, you, you definitely need to kind of learn everything. You get to, you do everything. You, need, you have to learn design. You have to learn marketing. But as soon as you've got product market fit, you, you need to be able to have someone that can help you, you know, kind of grow those capabilities. Yeah, Yeah. you can't do it alone. I mean, I couldn't, no way.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, Uh, we have a lot of people on the show and and, uh, it's interesting to hear all the different perspectives. And I think it takes some founders a lot longer to realize than others, Um, you know, that introspection and being able to look into yourself and say, hey, I'm not really good at this. And it would be good to have somebody to help take the baton. (laughs)
2: Yeah, so what am I not good at? Let's see, volume one. <laughs> right? like, it's just like so big. You don't, yeah, some you don't people know need four right? co-founders. Yeah, Right. yeah. Right. No, I, I, you definitely, if you're in software, it helps that I'm somewhat technical. I'm not very good, but I understand technology, right? And I built like the prototype using code and everything. So I know something, but um, there's no way. You need you need an architect and you need someone who's going to help you. I think, I don't know, I'm sure there's others it's, that have done well. It's
0: interesting because I, I do like that you realized that early on where you said, hey, we're going to be a tech company, so we probably need a tech co-founder, right? Mm-hmm. Others on the show have said that's not necessary. You can build do it without, but sure. I think you're right. I think you're right where if you're going to be that tech company, you, you need that strong tech presence. Yeah. And you went out and found that right away. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. It was right. It was hard, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like everybody one of the things you run up against is if you're bootstrapping it, they'll be like, Yeah, I'll do it, but I need this huge salary and you a bunch of equity and you can you can be an employee or you can take on the risk, right? So, you know.
0: So what advice would you give um entrepreneurs in your same space where they're not compliance obviously, but they're building a tech company and they're looking
2: for that tech co founder.
0: How do they do that?
2: Oh man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I think you, I think you did
1: awesome right. at like, I do uh, too. finding a new channel. Like who would think to log into the university and, and be like, the oh, I'm look for a dev camp? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's cool. Just find opportunities right. like that.
2: Right. A lot of times, you know, cause I was, you know, well into my career. Right. And a lot of people like already got their Tesla and they got their nice house and everything else. And we, we, Angie and I decided that, you know, we were going to just, you know, live modestly. And so we would always have kind of like a fortress balance sheet that we kind of built up so that you could we could have flexibility come hard times or if like I wanted to do something, which I wanted to do something. Right. Yeah. You know,
0: sounds like she was very supportive in that, too.
2: Yes. Dude, Angie is the best person in the world. I love her. I'm super lucky. Yeah. That's great.
0: Why is that so important, do you think, to have that, you know, that support at home yeah. when you're doing this? Well,
2: I mean, it's it's I I've like screwed up like so many times. I mean, uh, it's really hard on families. Like, really hard. Some of our hardest times have been during this like startup phase is definitely not easy. Um, I think I probably just constantly step in it, like, what did I do wrong this time? And She's just so patient, and she really has been supportive. And so I'm glad, right? Yeah, I'm glad that she has been. (laughs) She probably wouldn't pick like if I knew what we were gonna go through. Yes, let's do that. Or like you know, your job is pretty good. You got paid pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty nice too. We talk
1: about that all the time on the show. People always say if I if I knew now what I knew back, or if I knew today back then what I know today, it would have been tough to jump in. I Naive can attest
2: attest
0: bliss,
1: right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I can totally attest that that's true. So, Absolutely. can you
1: can you talk a little bit more about the challenges that you've faced um, and any advice that you have for um, bootstrapping?
2: Yeah, bootstrapping. So, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. We had like all sorts of medical emergencies, and we had we had really crappy insurance, right? And so we're talking tens of thousands of like 100, like, you know, six figure, right? Like just going out of your nest egg, just chunk. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a lot of runway gone, right? Everything that can go wrong will go wrong, right? And so you got to find people that are hungry and scrappy and believe in what you're doing. Because like, you know, um, Tyler and I are, I just started taking pay. Tyler recently started taking pay. Like he, He decided for a time he was going without pay, right? And um, It's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we're not like super, super rich, right? But I think you just got to be willing to live on less and take less. Yeah.
1: So the bootstrapping path is not necessarily the sexy path. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have all the bells and whistles, but... But no. if you're willing to scrap and and kind of put it together, it it is a good path.
2: Yeah, what has worked is that Paramify was based off of like you know my consulting days, right? Where I was asking, you know, <laughs> we were kind of building prototypes based on what was asked to me, right? So uh, they would ask for a deliverable, and I would say, oh, I would think through, like, oh, okay, what 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 could I build for that? And so, um. It's a little bit easier to go bootstrap when you know that you have something that has traction, right? That's
0: what I love. You, you mm-hmm. built this thing with a product market fit in mind because it's mm-hmm. what they were asking for right. already, you know, right.
2: which is awesome. Yeah, I think if you don't have that, then that's tough, right? So you need to let revenue dictate, you know, what your product needs to do. And so we do that all the time. Right And Tyler has been really excellent at that. Like, well, what do we absolutely need? Because I'm like the dreamer. I'm like, oh, and I didn't do all this. And he's like, okay. He's like, that's nice, Kenny. (laughs) He's like, what does it actually need to do? And so, um, yeah, and we're always pivoting, right? We're always pivoting, and we're just taking the next step. Well I
1: think your I think your experience in the industry and having spent, you know, however many years you right. were at PwC and at Adobe and all these other companies yeah. and seeing what they actually needed yep. and how to solve those problems is what made <coughs> your journey possible at Pramify. Yeah. So I think I think there's a lot there for like young listeners that are like, "Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know exactly what." Like getting a job isn't giving up on your entrepreneurial no. journey. Like right. it can be a step in the path. Right.
2: No. No. In fact, I mean, I think this is the message that I would, this probably maybe, a little unique. Maybe it's not, but one of the message that we're constantly fed, you know, post, uh, you know, um, I don't know, like the social network, the movie, right. One of the things that you're fed is like, you know, go do what you're passionate about. If you have a job, then you, it sucks, then just leave and go Secret Life of Walter Mitty and go, you know, <laughs> go find <laughs> something, right? And go do it, right? And go, you know, swim with sharks and stuff like that, you know? Be <laughs> a YouTube influencer on the beach. Yeah, right. And and that's all cool. And I'm sure that, that that can work out. But my whole thing was that I was actually at an amazing job, right? It was just, I wasn't mature enough to understand, right, that this was a great opportunity. And when something stinks, it just sucks, man. It's just awful. Get excited, honestly, right? Go get a job. If something sucks and it's something you deal with it, guess what? Someone else probably has to deal with that too. And if you're in a big market and you're getting paid to do that, I mean, that's that's exciting, right? It, it really opens things up for even people who are at, like having midlife crises, right? You know, if... They've done this job for so long, and now you got this fantastic opportunity ahead of you if you're if you're willing to do it. It's not for everyone, right? Because it really is difficult to to get people to pay you for the solutions you're coming up with. But you know, the the opportunity is in the pain, right? So I I, I would say to people like if you you know you might you just. Instead of like just doing your time, I'm not saying just go do a job in a career that you don't like and do your time and then retire when you're sixty-five or seventy, and then you'll have like you know, right off into the sunset. What I'm saying is, when something stinks, try to try to start building solutions. Yeah, I mean, there's the opportunity. You,
1: I huh? think you did an incredible job. That's at really that. cool. Like, the fact that you were able to to look at the things that you hated and give credit to your wife. You know, Angie helped you see that. But like the fact that you dug in and just said, Hey, I hate this about my job, but how could I make it better?
0: Mm -hmm. And stuck it out. That's, and then created a company around it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We, you're right. We haven't heard that much on the podcast where whatever you hate or whatever sucks find opportunities to make it better and there's the opportunity i thought right i think that's
2: really fascinating right huge opportunities and i think that you know to my credit i had so many mentors like at pwc you know at at adobe right that were kind of teaching me and you know patiently you know that were kind of teaching me things and kind of helping guide things but we did all sorts of cool things and so yeah
0: so would you say that to be an entrepreneur not only do you have to have a great co-founder, but you have to have some great mentors around you. Would you say that's another requirement?
2: Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Tell you're not going
0: to get... <laughs> Tell us about that.
2: You just don't know anything, Yeah. right? You don't know. You only know, especially when you're bootstrapping, it's very... You have to be very meticulous about what you're going to spend your time on. Because if you don't, you're going to run out of money, like, really quick. Right? So... um, I don't know about marketing. I can go to AJ. I can go to Andy, right? I can go to uh, your team, right? And um, I can lean on you guys, right, to kind of help coach me along on on things that I don't know. But yeah, like one of the great things about going to get a job, um, especially at a great company at a great consulting firm, is that you're going to get so much, so much like really tough feedback early, and you can choose to like be sad and feel bad about yourself, or you can learn from it and grow, right?
0: I love that. Right. That's probably the my favorite quote of this episode so far is just learn from that feedback and yeah. use it to grow.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because, I mean, you can look back now and like when we ask the question about what your journey's been like, you can look back and you can see like each step in the path and how it led you to where you were today. But in the moment, you probably had no idea. It probably didn't feel like you were walking down a path towards something. And so I think one takeaway that you can have also is just keep walking. Like when you look back, you may see that those steps in the path led you to where you were, but if you're not walking forward, you never would have been in this position. So, so true. Also, so true. you were mentioning earlier before we got on the air um, about your experience with, with Rev Road and uh, how, you know, you kind of have that technical expertise in your, in your company, mm-hmm. but you needed help with all of those other things. Totally. Uh, can you talk more about that?
2: Sure. Yeah. So I'm not a legal expert, right? So, you know, that's pretty nice to have <laughs> legal help. Um, Joel's um, amazing. Yeah. Joel's amazing. Shout um, out to him. Shout yeah. out to Joel Buse. Yep. Yeah, Chief legal counselor of Road. Yep. 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 Um, I also, uh, didn't really know anything about uh, sales process. Customer onboarding It's uh, it's pretty embarrassing, right? Like, um, Also, we needed dev help, right? Because I knew what to build, but uh, RevRoad's dev team is top shelf, right? And so we were able to get, you know, because I had the design of what I needed. I think that that's why it worked for me because I knew ex- like kind of what we needed. But, you know, <laughs> it's... It's always getting better, right? Uh, but having that help, I mean, we wouldn't be like cash flow positive already if you know if it wasn't for you know that help that we got.
1: Yeah, he was singing Rev Road's praises earlier, so I wanted to give him an opportunity to do it on air. Yeah, sure. uh, thanks, Jake. I but also, I think like Kenny, regardless that, regardless of know. the Rev Road route or the other route, I think that your technical expertise, what you just said about hey, I had the technical expertise, I knew exactly what I needed. Yes. So many companies, I think, struggle with that where they're like, oh, maybe we need this. Mm-hmm. And they spend, whether they spend equity on Rev Road or they spend money on these positions that they don't need, like you can start going down too many different paths if you don't really understand what your customers need. And so you understood the product market fit because you'd spent so many years doing it in consulting right. that you knew exactly mm-hmm. what you wanted. And so you were able to go down
0: that path, and you looked at everything from the customer's perspective, which I think is so important because you understood the customer because you served them for all those years. In yeah. the other, I mean, end. I've
2: been on all. Of, I've been, you know, I've been auditor, right? Yeah. I've been like the on the business side, right? I've been on the GRC side. Yeah. I've been internal a lot. I've done a consultant, right? I've been a manager, director, all the uh, or like manager, like of people, right? Um, so I know uh, what that. Uh, I know what that experience is, right? Um, So it's really important. I think uh, one of the reasons Steve Jobs, I think one of the books, I think, Becoming Steve Jobs, it talks about um, how the reason he was able to delegate so well, right, is he had a really good idea of what success looked like in the different areas. So he kind of thought through, and then he would hire people that were like way better than him in that particular area, and he would delegate to them because he was able to kind of explain to them. And and that's what's so cool about having credible professionals. I think if you abdicate any aspect of your business to someone without thinking about it, you will get the mediocre result that you deserve. You'll get a bad outcome because you say, oh, this is someone take care of it. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. Well, Kenny, so you've had all these, I mean, losing a co-founder that early in the process, I'm sure, was very, very hard. What, what other crazy, wild entrepreneur stories come to mind when you think about the journey that you've gone through?
2: Oh, I don't think it's really anything exciting. It's just, um, I think, uh, the thrill of, like, you know, having a demo go well, right? And And <laughs> being so excited and closing deals and it's not closed, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, everything, especially in enterprise sales, <laughs> you close it, right? They say, yes, I want that. But that's only 30% of the way there, right? You have to go through all these things. And we'd never done it before. And we knew that we did. We knew we were naive. We knew we didn't know a lot. And so um, and we're still that way, right? We're still like just struggling. So there's nothing really exciting. I will say, um, something amazing happens, right, um, in your life when you give your entire effort to just getting something done that you feel is important. Um, this is like, on the one hand, we there's personal challenges and everything that we went through, you know, getting to this point. All of those aside, like, the, I feel like we've already won, right? I feel like I've already won because I get to come... To work with great people and uh, they believe in what we're building and the team is gr- it's so cool to see more more people sit down with us and, and take jobs with us right and just to see our team grow and just that excitement is just a thrill that just not many people I don't think get it get a chance to feel but I on Friday everybody goes oh happy Friday and everything I'm like I don't – I love working, right? I love working on the weekend. I, I love – don't get me wrong. I love being with my kids and going to football, basketball, uh, gymnastics, whatever it is, and playing with them. I love it. But, man, I instead of that pit in my stomach on Sunday night, it's just like
0: – Excitement.
2: Alacrity. Like, <laughs> let's go and just – we know we're going to get it. it. And so I feel that that is what we have at Paramify, and that being part of that culture is just like – just unreal. It's so fun,
0: and I can attest to that. I mean, I I stay late a lot uh, at at Rev Road, and I'll tell you what. Rarely do I leave before Kenny leaves. <laughs> Kenny is always the last one there at the office, so it's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. It's and I, I get a lot of energy from it, right? So it's I don't know. It's it's I, people probably don't identify with it, but it's. Uh, oh, I
1: think they do. Yeah. We hear it all the time right. when you found when you found what you like, like. I think it—it's true. It doesn't feel like work anymore. Yeah,
2: and it, 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 and that's the thing. It's it, you shouldn't like you said you don't even like it, and it's true I don't. But now I do, because yeah. it's working. Yeah,
1: right? that's cool. Okay, how do people find you?
2: At paramify.com, you can follow us. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Kenny Scott. Um, and uh, connect with me feel free he's posting uh, every day by the way yeah I made it, awesome. made it a goal to, to post and to do better there and uh, actually this is part of that right you know gonna kind of put ourselves out yeah so, so what's
1: the what's next for paramify
2: um, yeah so <laughs> we're just continuing to just make our customers happy our whole goal is to keep our existing cu- customers and make them incredibly happy and um, and you know Get other get other customers onboarded, right? So we're in that that pipeline. It's a long process, like I said, but uh, we're just having a good time making them as happy as possible, and then we know things will take care of themselves from there, right? So yeah, yeah.
0: cool. Kenny, was there anything else that uh, we didn't have a chance to talk about on this podcast that you would like to to mention? Before no. yours,
2: no. I okay. mean, I'm just grateful for my my family, for Angie and my my five kids cool Zach and Devin and Kinley and Declan and Sarah they're so cool and they're everything to me and uh, uh, and I, I'm also grateful for my team at Paramify and partners at RevRoad
0: that's awesome thanks Kenny good to have you here we're so grateful for uh this moment and to kind of understand more about Paramify and what drives you i um, really grateful for our producer Dalton Carson and uh, the awesome work he does to produce this podcast and uh, we'll see you all next week take care
1: the Midnight Founders Podcast is a podcast about entrepreneurship that is hosted by CB Vault and Rev Road. CB Vault is the entrepreneur arm of Central Bank. And Rev
0: Road is a venture
1: services firm where companies come to grow. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is AJ and Jake
0: signing out.